You're listening to Shepherd and Sports Bite, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports Bite. I'm your host, Tyler Maher, and with me today is Aiden Payne. Aiden, welcome to the show. Good morning, Tyler. Uh, thanks for having me again, mate. And it's nice to see that you're uh, introducing yourself this time, unlike uh, the first edition when you only uh, introduced me. Yeah, the uh, the nameless voice in the void. Uh, I was for a while there, but uh, no, I've uh, yeah, we're all learning with this uh, new podcast gear and uh, this new venture that we're on. So um, no, it's good. And uh, the official launch of uh, MMG Podcasts is uh, is this week as well. So um, it'll all be all uh, fully out there and uh, ready for uh, everyone to to listen to uh, our smooth tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's it, mate. That's it. But uh, uh, I suppose even though there's uh, there's not a heap of sport on, uh, there's still plenty to talk about, isn't it? Yeah, no, there certainly is. Um, there's always us boys. We try and find uh, anything that we can um, we can chuck in the paper, and uh, I guess we'll start off with pretty big news, and that's Al McDonald getting a a run with the Vixens, uh, making her debut on Tuesday. Yeah, Seymour's uh, coach in the Goulburn Valley League. She's been up uh, in the hub up there for the Super Netball for a while now, uh, almost a month, I think, now up in Queensland, and she's been on the bench the last couple of games, but uh, finally got a, a few minutes on court for her debut uh, this week. Yeah, definitely. And um, just on on that ga- on her debut, it was, you know, coming on when Kate Maloney got injured and, you know, she had a couple of minutes on the court and it is going to be pretty tough for her to, you know, get a run when you've got two uh, diamond plays in the mid court, which is primarily where Al um, plays. So um, if she can be that backup and which she was on Tuesday, you know, hopefully fingers crushing a little bit more game time, but it's nice to see her do a role and nice to see, um, yeah, make her debut. Yeah, that's uh, it's a very strong Vixen squad, but um, I, I suppose it it certainly means they should uh, hopefully be there at the pointy end, which is uh, good no matter uh, how many minutes you're playing on the court. Yeah, no, that's it. Other uh, big news this week: uh, Euroa's Georgia Gall, um, 16 year old from down that way, she's signed with the Melbourne Stars. That's a a really big effort um, from a from a teenager, and she's going to learn so much um, from you know being. Being involved with that squad and and, and being um, you know hopefully having a crack at the the WBBL with Georgia Tyler, can you just uh, talk a little bit about what type of cricketer she is for all our listeners? Yeah, she's uh, she's a uh, lightning quick fast bowler, or, or will be uh, quite soon um, once she uh, <laughs> you know keeps growing. She's got plenty of growing left to do. So um, and her development's going to go you know going to skyrocket with the stars. So um, that's going to be uh, really exciting to watch. Yeah, definitely. No, it's uh, come coming off the the long run. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon she will. Um, somewhere uh, close to what uh, Brett Lee was marking out uh, from all reports uh, at the G. But uh, we'll uh, we'll wait. Very and see. nice. We'll wait and see nice. uh, when summer rolls around. But uh, speaking of um, uh, looking at into the future, uh, so, some big recruits uh, for the local footy leagues already. Um, I suppose once. 
2020 was uh, put in the bin. Uh, everyone started looking towards 2021. And uh, the one I'm very excited about is uh, the biggest biceps in the region, Brody Avard, back at Baruga. Uh, Ruckman, who won the O'Dwyer medal uh, in his last season with the Hawks. And uh, that's a, a really big addition in, in name uh, as well as in stature uh, for, for the Murray League Club. Yeah, certainly. And Brody's come across from Ovens and Murray um, last year. Yeah, right? he's uh, based in Albury, so he went uh, played a bit closer to home the last couple of, well, last year and uh, was going to play over there again this year. But, um, yeah, he's coming back across to Baruga and um, the, the Hawks will be very happy to see him back. And just recently, I think it was last night, um, we saw last night being Wednesday, we saw that Berrigan made some pretty big uh, news Certainly, uh, Will Gorman, uh, who um, played with Brody Vard uh, at Baruga in his last uh, year there and, and has all, was also across the, in the Ovens of Murray League, has uh, signed at Berrigan along with Jimmy Hazelman. Uh, so that's two huge additions for Berrigan. And, um, you know, Jimmy will come off the halfback flank and Will Gorman will be a, a very, very supreme midfielder in the Pecola District League and uh, also knows where the, the big sticks are. So, uh, Put him down for at least 30 goals, uh, I would say, next season. And that that's two huge additions to, to Berrigan oh, and, and puts them right up, uh, you know, in the in the premiership calculation straight away. I, I'd have both of those players in, in the top 10 players in the league. Yeah, well, they'll, uh, those two boys will fit nicely with um, the the Saints' last um, big-name signing. And that was Tim McCauley, who come across from Yarra. Uh, Tim won the... The best and first at the Pigeons last year, and he's a league medalist up in the Sun Razor League. So he's a he's a very talented footballer as well. So you put those three together, and I think uh, I might just put it down now. So Berrigan, Berrigan Saints, twenty twenty one uh, premiers. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, uh, you can put that uh, as your, uh, your, your your big prediction in the uh, in the footy mag next year, mate. Uh, but uh, I don't think you'll be alone because uh, that's. <laughs> There's some very big additions. Um, other news this week, uh, the the winks of the harness racing circuit raced around uh, at Shepparton recently, uh, ride high. I think it went around at about a dollar four. so yeah. c- certainly winks odds um, and uh, did it quite easy as well. Uh, it was meant to be uh, a big derby against uh, local, um, you know, Lock and Var Art, but um, a bit of a virus kept uh, Lock and Var out of it, but uh, hopefully those two battle uh, soon and, and hopefully it's in, in Shepparton and, um, you know, it could be down the track where, where we're allowed to get people along to, to watch it, but um, either way, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, and just on that, you know, harness racing, um, you know, it's good to have this bit of um, publicity, you know, it's a bit of a buzz in the sport and it, it's good. Um, you know, hopefully uh, can bring a couple of um, new fans to the sport. Nothing, uh, nothing gives a sport the buzz quite like Painty's punt does for thoroughbred no, racing. I... Though, uh, have you uh, you got any uh, responsible tips this week for those who are parting with their their coin uh, as, a, as a donation uh, if they're following your tips? <laughs> yeah, look, um, we've had a, we've had a couple of weeks off. We've been out in the paddock for a spell, and now we're we're back um, this weekend to to delve into. Mooney Valley, uh, you know, Mackenzie Stakes Day there and um, just going through the form at the moment. But, um, you know, we're expecting about 20 mil of rain on, or Melbourne's expecting 20 mil of rain on Saturday. So she'll be a bit of a, a swimming pool down there. They'll need the flippers, <laughs> on, flippers on, won't they? 
yeah, certainly we'll get the snorkel out. So, no, uh, I'm glad I'm not trackside for that. But, um, you know, everyone that's listening and punters can and have a read through uh, Friday's edition of the Shet Muse. Oh, I'm sure uh, it'll be hot off the presses, right? Uh, now, we do have uh, an interview to, to throw to. Um, I spoke to uh, Megan Carr, the, the female engagement manager um, of Victoria for Golf Australia uh, recently. Um, uh, readers might have caught our game in the, the paper last week uh, where I chatted to her, but I also had a bit of a chat for, for this podcast. So um, we'll, uh, we'll listen to that now and then uh, we'll be back in a moment. And joining us on Sports Bite is Megan Carr, Female Engagement Manager uh, of Victoria for Golf Australia. Megan, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Tyler. Now, uh, we spoke uh, in in the last week or so um, for, for the paper uh, about your role with, with Golf Australia and um, one of the specific uh, programs that's, that's happening at the moment, Even Par, uh, a few clubs in the Golba Murray involved. Uh, could you take our uh, listeners through it? Yeah, sure. So Even Par is a, a product that we've designed under our Vision 2025 strategy for Golf Australia. Um, we had some funding through the Office of Women in Sport and we designed a gender equality program. So we piloted that within Victoria and, and Goulburn Murray District was one of the districts that we identified um, and basically put it out to all of the clubs and invited them all along. Um, it was meant to be a four-part workshop and we had eight clubs come to the first workshop. We had one of those clubs drop, drop out, but we've had seven clubs at the moment um, going through that process, and that's Kyala Golf Club, um, Clabron Parkland, Tokemal, Cobham Baruga, Shepparton, um, Marupna, um, and the Gamby Golf Club. Yeah, so plenty um, of familiar clubs around the region, and obviously, um, you know, coronavirus has gotten in the way a little bit, uh, but uh, obviously it's... The, from the initial stages, uh, some some great ideas um, coming out, or, so, or some great strategies to look at, uh, you know, when everything opens up again. Absolutely. So what what we do is we try and use it as an education program um, for our clubs to have a look at uh, what golf is currently looking like. So um, we talked last week about the the problems within golf as far as our participation at the moment is very gendered. It's eighty percent. Uh, boys and men and 20% girls and women uh, within our golf club membership profile. Uh, we also know that the average age of our male golfer is around 56 years of age and the average age of our female golfer is around 64, so that's eight years older. So the, pro- the problems there um, are being looked at within our clubs and we, we use it across a four-pillar strategy where we look at culture and leadership, grassroots, coaching and marketing and positioning within clubs. Um, and we get the clubs to do a, a club review and identify some areas for improvement that they want to work on within their club. Um, and then we build out a bit of an action plan, which over the next 12 months, they can just chip away at some some actions to help improve uh, their clubs and, and try and engage more women and girls into into golf. And I suppose the end goal is probably a bit of a, a snowball effect, isn't it? If you get, you know, a, a couple of, um, you know, teenage friends, uh, teenage girls in into a club, they might bring their friends along and it, it sort of just, um, you know, grows from there, doesn't it, like anything? Yeah, absolutely. So if we can create the right environments and we've got the right products and programs at our club, uh, our hope is that, yeah, a, a couple at a club will then bring some more with them and then that, that female participation will grow female participation model. So... Um, but we, we need to have a look at what's happening at our clubs. And look, we've got some fantastic initiatives happening. Um, Shepherd and Golf Club has, has looked, they've got a membership model at the moment, which encompasses, uh, for beginners 
um, six lessons. So fantastic opportunity to to have that growth mindset uh, when you're going to golf where you can go and you can learn the game, but you can also be a part of a club, which is fantastic. Uh, we've got Get Into Golf, which is being launched, Get Into Golf Women, um, at a lot of our clubs. Unfortunately, COVID has sort of put the brakes on that a little bit, but we hope towards the end of the year we'll be able to come out firing with that one. Um, and we've also got My Golf Girls, so we're trying to really encourage uh, participation of like-minded women and girls at our clubs. Um, but we've also got clubs like Kyala and, and Kai Parklands that are, are doing some fantastic things around their culture and leadership and, and making sure they're leading the way and, and being very uh, proactive in the language that they're using at their clubs to make sure that it's inclusive of, of women and girls. And it certainly helps that, that golf itself is, um, you know, a game that, that everyone of, of every ability can play, can't they? Um, you know, from um, just having a, a bit of a hit on a, on a driving range all the way up to playing 18 holes every week. Absolutely. And the more that we can make the game inclusive as far as looking at rating our tees for, for any gender, then people have more choice in how they want to play the game. Shortened forms of the game, six holes, nine holes. As you said, Rootman has now got their driving range, so the ability to go out and have a hit um, is really important. And the more of these things that we can do, the more programs and, and offerings that we've got. We're pretty lucky at the moment that we are um, a recreational sport and we can have, whilst we can't have competition, we can have golf being played at, at our clubs. Um, so one of the only sports. We're seeing a big big growth at the moment, so what we need to now look at is that retention of those people in our clubs. That certainly sounds good, Megan. Um, thank you very much for uh, joining us here on Sports Bite and uh, having a bit of a chat about golf in the region and uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll speak again soon. Thank you very much. And that was Megan Carr of Golf Australia. Great to have a, um, a, a national body represented uh, in, in the region and, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, especially once COVID... Uh, we, we get out of COVID, we can uh, see a lot more women and girls uh, in the local golf clubs. Yeah, definitely, Tyler. And um, just on that, you know, it's, it's you know, just reiterating what um, what you were saying, just having um, you know, new players in at golf, playing golf, um, you know, you know that I like to play golf more than, more than anyone. And, um, you know, it's just, it's widely perceived as a sport where you know it's just a um, quite elitist, I, I guess, and it's always had that moniker for quite some time. And um, the quicker we can shake that, and the quicker we can get you know a lot more faces out on um, on the links, um, it's, yeah, it's great. Sounds good. Uh, now we look ahead to this weekend, and uh, Gary Jacobson is uh, rolling around again uh, up in Darwin. He's uh, probably going to hopefully push for a, a top 10 finish this weekend after a pretty good showing at, at Hidden Valley last weekend, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. And with Gaza last weekend um, at the Triple Crown, he, he didn't have the best starts. He, he did um, He did say that, you know, it was more so just trying to get his head around the track and the new um, upgrades that they'd done on the car. And, um, yeah, we saw on Sunday what he got finished 13th um, in the last race. So, He's pretty. Uh, he's pretty keen to to try and crack a, a top ten, and um, yeah, fingers crossed again. And in other uh, motor racing exports, uh, Oscar, Pia- Oscar Piastri uh, rolling around in the Formula Three. He's got plenty of family in Shepparton, and uh, he's now back to one point behind the uh, championship lead uh, with a couple of rounds to go. So uh, hopefully he can uh, snatch that lead back and uh, stand atop the podium. 
Yeah, that's that's right. We've uh, we have claimed um, young Oscar um, as one of our own. His grandparents still live in Shepparton, and um, I believe his parents were born in Shepparton. So he does have um, strong family ties, and um, yeah, no, it's been I've watched um, just about all of his races this season, and uh, he's he's definitely one to keep your keep your eye on if you like Formula um, racing and. Yeah, and I think crossed, he can um, continue his terrific driving. Yeah, his move on Sunday uh, off the off the starting grid, I think he was fifth and was, was first by about turn four. He, he, uh, he just motored oh. uh, straight to the front. It was uh, Schumacher-esque, mate. It was great. Sounds <laughs> maybe good. Not quite, maybe not quite Schumacher-esque, but <laughs> he'll, he'll get there. He'll he, get there. He will. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that, that just about uh, wraps up Sports Bite for another episode. Uh, you and I seem to uh, run pretty long, Aidan. Uh, this is uh, pushing up to a 20-minute episode, but uh, it's, you know, it's, it's what the people want, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, look, uh, apologies. I probably waffle a little bit too much than I should, but no, um, no it's great to, you know, um, you know we are not we haven't got any sport at the moment, but um, if, you know, hopefully we can just keep... Uh, pumping up a few of the local exports and, and yeah, get around them a little bit. We certainly will keep doing that. Thanks for joining us and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you again next week. Beautiful. Sounds good. That was Shepparton Sports Bite, brought to you by McPherson Media Group.